What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another Top 10. It's a weekly podcast where myself and a guest talk about our Top 10 and random topics. I'm very excited. I have a guest back this week, Martin Tracy. Martin, how you doing? I'm good. Thanks, Kyle. Thanks for having me back. I enjoyed it last time in my Top 10 Beatles, and I think I'm going to enjoy it today as well. Yeah. Uh, I will tell you, our Top 10 Beatles episode is my most played episode. A lot of people wow, really like that Beatles news. episode. Yes. I get compliments all the time on that Beatles episode. I, a lot of Beatles fans yeah. out there. And well, they've, they've even gone and reformed and done an, an, another song, haven't they? So, you know, brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I'm, I'm really happy to have you back. I'm excited for this list. And uh, today we're going to be talking about our top 10 horror movies. I hope that's correct because that's the list that I made. That is correct, yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I haven't got the sound of music in there. so. Uh... Yeah, no. Uh, I had um, a lot of fun with this list. I I kind of jumped back and forth with some movies, whether they were horror or not. I feel like there's sometimes yeah. uh, like a, a fine line between horror and thriller. And I, I've correct. made a top 10 thriller list already. And so I tried to kind of have some separation. I think there might have been a couple that were on both lists, but for the most part, these are true horror movies. So I'm excited for this. Okay. So if you want to get us started with your number 10. Yeah, so in at number 10, um, I just had to go for Halloween. Um, um, This is something that uh, I will do with some of the others, because I know the franchise, I can call it the Halloween franchise. Um, because there's a lot of them with serial serials in there, Friday Thirteenth, da 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 da. Um, but yeah. Halloween, you know, it was that it was the original kind of real. Well, one of the original horror movies back in the seventies um, of that seventies period, um, and it just brought the occasion to life. You know, Halloween does what it says on the tin. You know, um, and right. and so yeah, I've I've just gone for Halloween. I thought Jamie Lee Curtis was fantastic in that, and always has been since. In anything else she's done. So yeah, yes, I I loved that uh, when they remade it that they brought her back and uh, I thought it was really well done in the new one. And th- this is a great choice. It did not make my list, but it is a fantastic horror movie. And I think it really holds up. It stands the test of time. And I, I I honestly don't know if they've topped that first one since they started doing them. They that that first Halloween really yeah. just set the you know. It set the bar so high that I feel like they've been chasing it ever since, and it it really is just a great film. Yeah, and of course you had Donald Pleasance in the original, which was um, he was kind of yeah. cut out for them sort of roles in in horror movies with with his, his not like my British accent. He had a very cut glass British accent, you know, and um, <laughs> uh, same as your Peter Cushing's, Christopher Lee's, all that, um, you know, that 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 they, they, they just fit the mold so well for horror movies, and I think Donald Pleasance right. was one of them as well. So. Yeah. All right. So my number 10 is a foreign film. It's the only one on my list. It comes out of South Korea. Um, It came out in 2016, and that is Train to Busan. This is a a zombie movie, and this movie is incredible. It's um, a zombie outbreak, and a father is trying to get his daughter to her mom, and they get on a train to get there and zombies take over the train and it's them 
trying to get to Basan because that's where they say it's safe. There's no zombies there. And it is a wild ride from beginning to end. It's nonstop action. There's so many scenes where they slow it down and you have to be quiet so they don't hear you. And it's just so intense in parts. And I just, I love it so much. That's one I'm not familiar with, but uh, I shall check it out. Sounds good. Yeah, so it is a foreign film. It's in Korean, but I, I really enjoy foreign films. I don't mind them at all. And so... I definitely think it's worth the watch if you like foreign films. Cool. So, uh, my number nine. Um, this is one yes. of them that was I kind of toyed with. Is it a horror movie? Is it a thriller? Is it is it something else? Um, it's it's primarily really a revenge movie. Um, but there is a haunting in it and a twist at the end, which um, is, is supernatural. So I went for it, and it's you may not have heard for this. It's it's a low budget British movie called Dead Man's Shoes, um, yeah, never filmed heard of in this. the uh, Derbyshire. Yeah, Dead Man's Shoes, not Dead Man Walking. That's another film, but Dead Man's Shoes, and it's actually, <laughs> I said it's low budget. Um, it's a guy called Paddy Considine in it. I think he co-wrote it as well, and um, it's about a, a soldier who comes back to avenge. While he's been away, um, it may have been the Falklands. Uh, it might have been on another tour. Um, but while he was away as a soldier, he comes back to the village and his uh, uh, mentally impaired brother has been bullied um, terribly while he's been away. And he just comes back and picks them off one by one. Um, but I say there is a oh, twist. Wow. I'm not going to say what the end is in case I've seen it because it's quite a nice uh, twist at the end. But the acting in it is superb, and, and I just love it. I can watch the film over and over. Um, so uh, it was also um, set in the same area as my horror book, um, Things They'll Never See, uh, which is the Peak District, Derbyshire Dales. Um, so so I've got an affiliation with that area, and it, and it is a be- it is actually a beautiful area. Um, although they tended to pick on. Um, some of the sort of um, more underworldy areas of, of the towns in the countryside. So, it, but it's bang on. Yeah. Watch it, please. Dead Man's Shoes, brilliant. Oh, I will. I, it sounds great. It sounds like it would be right up my alley. So, I will look into this. All right. So, my number nine is more of a kind of a nostalgia pick for me. It's one I watched um, with my mom and my sister when it first came out. It's from 2009. It's called Orphan. This movie, it's a girl moves in with a family and you find out later on that it's not a little girl. It's a grown woman with a growth growth deficiency and she looks like a little girl and she moves in with these families to seduce the husband. And it is a wild ride. Uh, you'll notice a lot of my movies are going to be, you know, get pretty wild in parts. And I, I like that on the edge of your seat, what's going to happen next. And yeah, I can remember watching this movie and just being blown away because it's so unexpected. They just made a sequel to this recently and it was okay. Uh-huh. It, um, it took a direction that I didn't expect it to take, which was nice, but the, the first one really holds up for me, and I like it a lot. 
it, it's it's very nostalgic. I, I'm not going to say it's the best movie ever, but for me, it just kind of mm-hmm. stands out because of how much I watched it with my mom and my sister. Yeah, I do recall watching that, um, and it, and it, is, it hasn't made my top ten, but it is a good movie. You know, there's a, there's a few a few that were uh, knocking on the door of the top ten, but you can't have them all in ten. Yep. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, that's a good one, Orphan. Yeah, yeah. So, number eight. Yep, number eight. Um, okay, my number eight. It was a TV movie, and I know there's been a remake since. Um, it was actually, I think, a TV series or a mini series, but it had me hooked on vampires as well as some other little things at an early age, um, late seventies, very early eighties, I think it was Salem's Lot with the David Soul version where he plays um, okay. the guy Ben in it. I know it has been adapted now, and and um, a a bridge to become like a TV movie, um, which lasts about two to three hours. But I know originally, I think it was over two or three episodes, but anyway, um, it, 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 as I say that, you know, Danny Glick, when he's floating at the window, scratching the window and all that, it, it just had all the hallmarks of, um, a really good vampire horror movie. And it's all based in a little village and, oh, it, it was just brilliant. It really, Fed my imagination as a kid, you know. Um, I was I was only around tenish right. at the time when it came out. Um, David Soul, um, he he was big over here because we was into Sask and Hutch in the UK just as much as you was in the USA. So he, he was a big <laughs> name, and um, it was just fascinating and a really good adaptation of a Stephen King novel. So yeah, Salem's Lot. Yeah. So I, I haven't seen this one. Um, it sounds really good, and I. I love making this list. I feel like I say this every episode, but I get such good suggestions for things to watch through these lists. And so uh, that's another one I'll add to things I need to watch. So my number eight is uh, from 2019. It's a newer film. And it's called Midsummer or Midsummer, or I, I just say Midsummer, but it's Florence Pugh, and she and her friends go, I'm not even remember where, what it is, but one of their friends is from uh, somewhere over in Europe, and they have this like coming together every year where they have their annual celebration, and they go and visit, and it turns on its head pretty quickly, and it's a very, like, very cultish, but there's some pretty gruesome scenes in this movie, some unexpected stuff, but overall it's just gets so in your head. It makes you think it it's extremely haunting in parts. And the final scene where she's sitting in that chair with the flowers all over her. Oh my God. It's, it's, it's a beautiful film. And they hid so many things in this movie. The more I watch it, the more I'm like, oh my gosh, there it is. And it, it just, it's just a gorgeous film. Fantastic. I'm not sure I've seen that one. So that's one I'll put on my list. Yeah. Um, sounds good. It, it's a newer film, sounds but it, it's really well done. Okay, cool. Um, did you say it was a new film? Did you say so? It a new, yeah, it's new from film. 2019. Oh. Okay, okay, right, okay. I need to look at that then. 
Um, okay, so number seven for me was an old Hammer horror film. Again, like um, a bit like Salem's Lot at that time, and, and actually even before that time. I don't know if I should have been allowed to watch these movies, but the Hammer movies <laughs> really fed the imagination, and, and there were classic Gothic things, you know, your Frankensteins, your Draculas, and all that. But the one that really captured my imagination was The Curse of the Werewolf. Um, so it was an introduction, obviously, to the werewolf genre, and... Um, it was a very, very early um, portrayal of a werewolf by um, Oliver Reed, who turned out to be my favourite actor, but he's so young in it. But he, he plays the part brilliantly, you know, from turning into the werewolf to, to, to just the part where he's not a werewolf, <laughs> for one of a better way of exploring it. So um, it, it, it's, it's, just, it's just a really good movie. It's just a really good movie, yeah. Yeah, I haven't seen this one. Uh, this is a lot of people, you know, talk about these classic horror movies. I was so completely unallowed to watch horror movies as a kid that I, I came to a lot of them later in life. And so I didn't go back and watch the, the classics. But this is definitely one that's on my list and been on my list for a while. And so um, mm. I, need, I just need to sit down and watch it. Yeah, I mean, clearly, you know, you know, it's dated. I think it was made in the sixties, even. Um, yeah, but Oliver, Oliver Reed, he, he just shines through, in my opinion. You know, I think he's a brilliant actor. Um, he's quite fun off the screen as well, wasn't he? <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I do recommend you watch. If you're going to watch any Hammer horror film, watch The Curse of the Werewolf. So, right. in at number six for me, I think the full what, title of this what, film is. I got to do my number seven. Oh, sorry, mate. Sorry, I'm getting ahead. Getting no, ahead of myself. You, sorry. You, you do your number seven, Kyle. I'm, see, I'm so excited, Kyle, to be on your show. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. No problem. <laughs> my number seven is the newest film on my list. It's from 2023. It came out this year. And it's called Megan. Right. This, I loved this film i feel like a lot of people were like hey it's okay but the idea of an ai robot coming to life and mm. it's not just killing people for no reason it's programmed to take care of this little girl and it's doing that at whatever cost and i just thought that was such an interesting concept of her just following her programming she's just doing what she mm. was programmed to do just to an extreme. And so I, I, I just really thought it was so well done and the acting was great. And they made that doll as cute but terrifying as they possibly could. <laughs> and it it's just so brilliantly done. I, I really enjoyed this film. And, and, and it's just so on topic, isn't it, AI, you know, and, and where, yes. where it can go. And um, this is one of the um, the horror routes it could potentially go um, because you, yeah, that you know if they're programmed to care for a child, who's going to control them? It could quite easily be um, they'll do whatever they need to do because that's that's all they think they right. they don't even think do they? That's all they kind of artificially artificially yeah. think that's what they. And Megan's one I haven't seen, but I've seen the clips and I've been dying to see it and I haven't seen it yet and I really, yeah. really want to. Um, so that's the only reason. I that's highly recommend it. Probably would be if I'd have seen it. 
Yeah, I'm going to. Yeah. I thought you were going to say, I have seen a recent 2022-2023 film, which isn't nearly made my top list. But I'm going to see if you if you say it before we get to the end, um, which was a good okay. film, and it was like I was toying with it, should it go in there, but it didn't quite make it. Um, so that'll be interesting. But yeah, Megan, definitely one I've got to see, definitely. Yeah, I loved it. Right, so I'll, I think it is time for my number six now. <laughs> yes. So um, I think the full title of this was um, Francis Ford Coppola's Bram Stoker's Dracula, if I'm correct. Um, yes. Certainly at least Bram Stoker's Dracula. Um, so, you know, um, it was a brilliant telling, uh, you know, the Bram Stoker um, book of uh, Dracula. That, that's where it all started, really, with... Um, vampires being in literature and in um, the media thereafter, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I mean, Gary Oldman plays a fantastic part in it. He's, he's a really good actor. It was just done really, really well, quite authentic to the book. Um, lots of gothic imagery in that and um, just a cracking film. One again, I've watched over and over and over. Um, so, yeah, it's Bram Stoker's Dracula for me in at number six. Yeah, this one I have seen. Um, Gary Oldman in this. I, he's just incredible on in everything, but really does mm. a fantastic job. And th- this this did not make my list mainly because I didn't think about it. Um, if it had popped in my head, it really might have cracked in there, maybe at number 10. But uh, this is a great choice in a film I didn't think of, but I really should have. All right, so my number six is a film that is just kind of insane um it's called the cabin in the woods Uh and this movie is nothing like you'd expect it to be it's these people go on a trip to this cabin and they get stuck but there's this like underground organization that has different things that could happen to them and they go in this basement and depending on what they pick up or interact with is what is going to attack them. But then unexpected things happen and I I don't want to spoil it for anyone who hasn't seen it, but Uh it's just insanity. And I just think it was so brilliantly done. It's a film that when it came out, I don't think it got a lot of buzz, but over the years, it's gotten more and more popular as kind of a cult film. And I just, I love this movie so much. It's so funny in parts. And I think a good horror movie knows where to put jokes. Mm. And I think this one does it very well. I, th- I think you made a really good point there that um, your best horror movies still seem to invoke. Um a bit of humour in there somehow, don't they? And get the balance exactly yes. right. And yeah, so I know exactly what you're saying there. Um, it hasn't made my list, but I am familiar with the film. It's a good film and a good choice. I can see why you picked it. Um, so yeah, yeah, cool. So uh, my number five. Um, again, it's it, I've gone for like a holistic franchise rather than pick one, two, three, four, five. I think there's six or seven now, but it's Scream. And I think they come into the horror. Great uh, the choice. slasher movies, aren't they? Which was um, very big in the in the nineties, I think, when they started. But um, 
very clever, I thought. Um, you know, there's so many twists and turns, and um, especially the original one, obviously. I think with that, with horror movies, it's very difficult these days to um, to try and come up with something that's original and different. You know, there's so many blueprints that exist and formulas of how a horror movie goes, and um, I think Scream was one of them that was able to to offer something different. Um, even though ultimately it's about people being killed <laughs> and slashed to death, uh, very very gorily. Right. But it's the 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 whole way it was done uh, with the ghost mask and everything that's become iconic now on Halloween. You know, yes. even in the UK, people are walking around with. It. So um, it's certainly made its mark. Um, so yeah, I'm going for the uh, Scream franchise. Yeah. So I had three films that were like right there, borderline. And this franchise mm. was one of them. It didn't make my list, but it was so close. And it kind of yeah. hurt not to put it in yeah. my list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I know what you mean. Um, this franchise, it I mean, it had kind of a low point there in the middle. But these two most recent ones that came out, I feel like they're really kind of hitting their stride again. And yeah. the stories are becoming original, but sticking to what the first one was. And I just, I mean, it really is brilliantly done. It's not like anything else. It's kind of its own little genre of horror. I mean, it's a slasher, but they do it in a way that's so unique to other slashers. And mm. I, I think, mm. I think this is a great choice and a great film franchise. Mm -hmm. Cool. All right. So my number five is kind of another film that's gained a cult following recently. i just watched it i mean maybe a month or two ago but i immediately fell in love with it and it's called it follows it's a movie from 2014 and i don't think anyone knew about this when it came out it was kind of a random independent film but talking about an original idea I haven't seen an original idea like this in a really long time. It's this girl who goes on a date with this guy and they sleep together and he says, I'm so sorry, but I couldn't handle it anymore. And you discover that there's this creature, I guess, that walks very slowly, but follows you everywhere you go. And if it catches you, it kills you. And the way they pass it back and forth is if you sleep with someone, then you pass it on to them. But the creature can shape shift and look like different things, but you always know that it's there because it walks so slowly and it, it's not ever like running to you or anything. And I think that's the genius of this movie is it's not in your face, jump scares, it's so calm, mm. but horrifying at the same time. And this film might win. Uh, okay, I'm going to take that back because I just thought of another one. But this is maybe top three most horrifying starts to a movie. Okay. Um, the very opening scene to this is wild. Um, it's very unexpected and warning, pretty graphic. But it's very, oh, this movie is so good. I thought it was so well done. 
and it kind of came out of nowhere. That, like I said, it came out in 2014, but it's gotten such a following in the past mm-hmm. two or three years. They actually just announced they're making a sequel called They Follow, and I'm I'm very excited. Ah, okay. I I'm Wait. I will go watch that. I'm I'm sure I've seen this. It follows, but if, you know what? I'm going to go and watch it again anyway, even if I have seen it. Because um, yeah, <laughs> I mean, you could have marketed that for them the way you just described that. <laughs> so it's really good, and I think you're right. Um, it, again, like we said about injecting humour at the right time, um, having that balance, it, it's it's harder, isn't it? I think because you you can do like a scene that's full of blood and gore and that, and that's horror. But to yes. actually drip feed it as a suspense sort of um, breadcrumb trail is a lot more difficult yeah. to do. And if you can pull it off, um, fantastic. Wow. Okay, right. Yeah, That's th- another one I'm going to see. Yeah, this film, it, I love it because you see the main protagonist, you see her mind kind of deteriorate throughout the film. You see the psychological trauma of this. Uh, yeah affect her and i just think it's so brilliantly done yeah that that is a skill as a writer to do that as well yes brilliant okay so um number four for me again i've lumped them together um and i know there's been remakes of this film and the remakes aren't bad but very rarely do i find remakes offer even though they're probably improved with technology etc a very there's something about remakes don't quite capture the magic of the first and I'm going for the Omen, um, and yes. you know that scared uh, the doo doo out of me as a, as a little boy, littleish boy. <laughs> I wasn't a little boy; I was about a teenager at the time. Um, but you know the, the the whole thing about the six six six, and it opened the doors around that, and what's in uh, the Book of Revelation, everything. Just a great, great story. So very well told over the course of um, you know. In the Omen, he's a little boy. In the Omen 2, he's like a teenager. He discovers who he is. And in the final one, where um, I think it's the final conflict, um, where um, Sam, Sam Neill, isn't it, plays him as a, as a man. Just an absolutely brilliant story and, and great concept. Um, and, and, you know, at the time, I was going around, and you go around looking at people thinking, I wonder, I wonder if someone like that is amongst us, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, great stuff, great stuff. <laughs> yes this this film i don't know that i've seen the original um i've seen the remakes and they are very well done but yeah. i i really want to go back yeah. and watch the original ones and see because i like you said they they do a lot of that with horror they, they revisit you know yeah. or remake the originals and the originals typically are better and so i'd like to go back yeah. and watch those I mean, the originals had really sort of uh, heavyweight actors as well. Gregory Peck was the father. Oh wow! Who adopted um, the the the, uh, the devil child? <laughs> I'm trying to think <laughs> what his wife was. She she was also a big actress. Lee Lee some Lee Remick was it? Lee, Lee Remick was that an actress? But they played the parts brilliantly. Sure. The parents. Um, yeah, but um, yeah, I recommend seeing the original. All three of the originals. Um, Absolutely brilliant. Yeah, fantastic. All right. So my number four is actually kind of a remake, uh, but it's It Chapter One from 2017. I love It. The The book is great. 
and the original mm. the TV series or whatever with Tim Curry that they made in the 90s was yeah. very well done. But I think this remake and the, the design of Pennywise and Bill Skarsgård's portrayal of Pennywise is just a masterpiece. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's so beautifully done. It's horrifying. Uh, th- this film, my wife does not like clowns, but I dragged her to this movie. I was like, <laughs> we're going to go see this. And she actually yeah. admitted, like, that was a really good movie. I just don't ever want to watch it again. I was like, okay, I don't blame you. But it, I just, I could watch this all the time. I love this movie. And the yeah. chapter two was good, but I think chapter one was yeah. just yeah. so, so perfectly done. And I really, really, really love this film. I think I totally agree with you. Um, this remake is better. And like you say, Tim Curry, iconic actor. Um, but I think yes. this remake was really well done and, and valid. And I, I saw it on the big screen at the cinema. I actually went to go and see this. And um, with all the loud noises and that, you know, really brings it home. And just when he, he reaches out the drain and pulls that kid in, it's like, oh, my yes. God, that's so scary. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, it hasn't made my top ten funny enough, but it's one that easily could have. Um, it, it's yes. a really good uh Good movie, hundred percent. Yeah, excellent. Yeah, in the be- in the beginning when he says, "Hey there, Georgie," I oh my gosh, it's just, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh man, yeah. That's, but I need so to go back many and watch people this. find clowns yeah. scary, don't they? So many people do find yes. clowns scary. Yes, and they're supposed to be fun in the circus, but I mean. Going off off topic a little bit, John Gacy wasn't John Wayne Gacy who used to dress as a clown and he the serial killer. So, yes. Something sinister about them. <laughs> yeah. Don't know why I'm laughing. Oh. Wow. <laughs> okay. So, All my right. number three. Again, number um, three. I think this has been remade and again, much, much prefer the original. And this was a real tra- trailblazer, I think, of um, horror movies. And it's The Exorcist. Um, hey, that's my number three. That whole idea. Yeah, really? Wow, there you go. Uh, yeah. Great minds and all that, Kyle. Um, yes. The idea of, just the idea of exorcism, you know, of, of, of people can get possessed and, and there is the power to rid uh, the body of of uh, Satan or the or the demon or whatever. It's just a compelling story and, and potentially it's supposed to be a real life thing, isn't it? Um Yes, and and again, a little bit dated, but not. It's like dated, but not dated. You know what I mean? You know, it's still scary. I completely when agree. She, the head turns round and the puke comes out and the cold room and everything. Um, so absolutely brilliant. Um, yeah, really, really good story. Really well done. Linda Blair plays a blinder in it as the young girl. Um, so yeah, that's for me. The Exorcist number three, and obviously for you as well, then Kyle. Yes, this is my number three, and. I just watched this for the first time this year. Um, I had never seen it. Really? Wow. And I fell in love with it immediately. It is horrifying, and it absolutely holds up. Um, Mm. They definitely tried to remake this or do stuff similar. Mm. Nothing touches this one. This one is just so perfectly done. Linda Mm. Blair, I mean, crushes it. And I just think, I mean, this really is a masterpiece of film. Yeah, totally agree. Really, really good. Really, really good. Um, 
And they either they do reruns right. in cinema. I don't the cinema is probably different in the UK to the States. Um and, and they obviously do show all the up and coming and outcoming films of the time. Right. Um but Exorcist they'll now and then they'll they'll put it on late in a cinema in in, in England yeah. just so you can go and have the experience, you know. It's, they don't do that in England with many of any other films, but they tend to do go and do it with the Exorcist. They'll put it on and then have a bit of an Exorcist night, you know. Um in the cinema. Yeah. So it's it's brilliant. Stands up, fantastic. Yeah. Right, number two for me. Um, my number two and number one are very are quite similar in genre, um, and was actually both the top two films were big inspiration on me for my book Beneath the Floodlights. That gives you a little bit if you've ever read the book, listeners. Uh, that gives you a flavour. It's about vampires, um, but it is uh, the Lost Boys, and um, great choice. As I was saying earlier about you know. Um, it's very difficult with the horror genre to um, to then come up with something uh, original and unique. That that for me, they took the vampire tale and done something totally different with it. Um, Kiefer Sutherland's brilliant. Everyone's brilliant in it, actually. Even the soundtrack is amazing in this film. You know, fantastic soundtrack. Um, it kind of took the vampires to the next level. Um, so I, I just I just love this film. I thought it was brilliant, and I, I still love watching it now. And, and and like we said earlier, this injects a lot of humour, um, but the balance is bad. It ticks a lot of boxes for me. This film It's just bang on. It could have easily been number one, and I toss between the two. But for me, it's the Lost Boys at number two. That's a fantastic choice. I I enjoyed this film quite a bit. It, it didn't make my list. Um, vampires are something that has. I like the idea of vampires, but it's not something I've ever been super drawn to. Uh-huh. I, I, you, you kind of look at my list and notice I like monster movies a lot. I like one yeah. main villain who's kind of the center focus of films, but that the Lost Boys, I think it does such a good job at. I don't want to say campy, but it, it's more fun than the common horror movie it it, yeah. it brings kind of a, a almost like a lightness that i i think most horror movies don't have and i thought that was really well done yeah 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 cool so my number 2 is from 1975 and i think this is easily one of the greatest films ever made and that is jaws oh, okay i yeah. I, I just said I, I like monster movies, and this is, yeah. I feel like one of the the very first big monster or creature features is what a lot of people call them, and I I just love this movie. I I love watching interviews with uh, Richard Dreyfus where he talks about mm-hmm. how he was so mad mm-hmm. he was so mad that they were making this movie because it was just going to be horrible, and now years later he says, "Boy, was I wrong." It's like, yeah, that, yeah, they just had so many issues on the set with the shark and so many problems. But that monologue in the bottom where he talks about the sinking of the uh, Indianapolis and so, I mean, this this film is just gorgeous and so well done. And it, it's just so memorable. And I feel like it, it really holds up. You know, I mean, obviously, it's yeah. a mechanical shark and 
they had to do with what they had at the time, but it it's really just still a great film. I agree. Um, it hasn't been my top ten, but it, it is a, it is a really good film, really well done, and definitely holds up. You know, just I remember one of the very early scenes where that that leg kind of floats down in the water, and it's yes. like that was chilling. And um, that's and and the, and when when I think Jaws gets into he gets into a swimming pool, doesn't he? Doesn't he go through the um? He uh, goes through the tunnels up to a swimming pool. Yeah, it's like a channel kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, and I remember that. That I mean, that that's. I mean, even now, and even in England, where we very rarely get sharks, unless it's really hot and they like to come up from Australia or something. Um, there's still something in your mind from seeing Jaws, and, and and like still checking over your shoulder when you're in the sea. Do you know what I mean? There's still yeah. something about it's kind of it has imprinted a fear that probably wouldn't have been right. there. Um, if it hadn't been for the film Jaws, so absolutely brilliant choice. That is Kyle Wilder. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, so this is it. Number you're one. Number one. Right. So another vampire movie. Although it's it's kind of two movies in one, um, but it's a Tarantino. I love Tarantino. Anyone, but anyway, and he's not really known for the horror genre as such, but um, this was brilliant from Dust Till Dawn. Absolutely love that movie yeah. from Dust Till Dawn. So another yeah, when you said movie. Tarantino, I knew immediately what you were talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Does Great it so choice. well. I mean, George Clooney plays a role he's never done before or since, you know, and he does it brilliantly. Um, and it's just the way it's two movies. It's like a road, mo- road crime stroke movie, and then they come across that bar in the Mexican heat. Uh, I think like, it's called the Titty Twister. Isn't it? Um, yeah. and then it goes into a whole different movie, and it's just like, oh, it's yes. just, it's, I'll just love it. Just love it. Brilliant. So that's my number one from Dust Till Dawn. Again, a bit of an inspiration for my book Beneath the Floodlights. Um, so, yeah. yeah. All right. So, my number one, um, if you know, listeners, you're out there and you listen to my monster move or my movie monster episode. This should be no surprise to you. This is my number one horror film. It was the easiest choice on this list for me. And that is the thing. John Carpenter's the thing. I, I love this movie so much. And the monster in this movie being able to shape shift and you never know who's the monster it's just magnificent. I, I love it so much. It's so beautifully done. They did a remake or prequel or something to this, and it, it's good, but the original is just top tier for me. I, I love this movie so much. Mm. And it, I might love it so much because it did kind of introduce me to the, the monster genre and how much I enjoy these you know, quote unquote monster movies, but man, it's just so, so beautifully done. And I, I really, really enjoy it a lot. Fantastic. Yeah. Well, again, Kurt Russell's in that, isn't he? And, um, yeah. Brilliant actor. Absolutely fantastic actor. And that, that was quite early on in his career, I believe, if I remember right. Well, he's very early. I don't know if you know this. It's nothing to do with horror movies, but one of his earliest films, he kicked Elvis in the shin, didn't he? In, um, what happened at the yeah. World's Fair. Yeah. <laughs> then yeah. he goes on to play Elvis around this time of the thing, actually. He's around the same time. Yeah. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, good choice. Could have made my top 10. 
there's only so many you can have. And, um, you know, on another day, my top 10 order might be different and there might be a couple of others in there. So the one I thought you may have picked out, I don't know if you've seen it, um, that didn't make my top 10, and it's a more recent film, is Talk To Me. Have you seen that? No, I haven't. That did come out this year. And yeah, it's, it's on my film. list to watch. Watch it. It's a good film. Yeah, it's a good film. Yeah. And that I that nearly made my top ten. It was that good. Um, and again, yeah. I, I really, really want to watch. A bit this. more originality in it. What was that? Sorry. I I really want to watch that. I yeah. It, it's it's high up there on my to watch list. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I recommend it. It's good. Um, it's good. Two two films that I mentioned: Scream, but. Two other ones that got really close for me were um, The Strangers, uh, which I, I just think the idea of it, it was so real and so close to home of just some people breaking into your house and killing you for no reason uh-huh. is uh-huh. terrifying. And so I, I, I almost, yeah, I got really close to making my list. And then another one that I, I just... It was too borderline for me if it was horror or not. Is uh, Pan's Labyrinth, which is another foreign film, but it, it, I feel like it's more fantasy than it is horror. But it mm. has some, mm. it has some scenes that are definitely scary, and it's a great film. But I just didn't quite think it was enough horror to make the list. But yeah. Man. Okay. Well, Martin, thank you so much for coming back on the show. I really appreciate it. Absolute pleasure. Absolute pleasure. Really enjoy it. I mean, it, uh, I don't know if I could say fun doing a top 10 of horror movies, but it has been fun. So, yeah. uh, <laughs> and uh, I'll happily come back again if we could think of another top 10 for us to do, Kyle. I really enjoy this show. And thanks so much for inviting me back on. Really enjoyed it. Oh, absolutely. And I'll definitely uh, be in touch with potential future lists. I always love having people back on the show. So um, if, if people want to find you, where can they do that? Yeah, so I have a website, um, www.martintracy.co.uk. Um, I think they probably understand by now that I'm an author. Um, so all my books are on Amazon in the US, Amazon uh Sorry, Amazon UK, if this goes out across the world, it's on all Amazon platforms, actually. So that's, you know, I've got an Amazon page. That's where you're going to find my books. And you'll find them in uh, paperback copy and also you'll find them in uh, your ebook format. Um, and then you can also find me on the socials, Instagram, Martin of Molyneux Author, if you can remember that. But just my name on Facebook and, um, and on Twitter, at Martin Tracy one um, or X now, I should say, shouldn't I? Not Twitter. X. Yeah, <laughs> um, I'm probably on some others, and I forgot about them, Kyle. But you know, if you Google me, I should pop up. <laughs> All right, perfect. Well, uh, again, this has been another top ten. It's a weekly podcast where myself and a guest talk about top tens and random topics. My guest this week was Martin Tracy, and again, Martin, I'm so thankful for you joining me this week. And um, I hope you all have a good rest of your day. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you guys next time.